beautiful people and fellow whiners and welcome to another episode of a little something the number two because it's two of us wine about with your host Siobhan Camille and I Amy Shout. where sips get real and we whine while we want I'm trying to figure out like my ears look really big anyway just get real and we want about life, love, relationships, and so much more. Um, come join us on YouTube if you're listening to this. Just come on over to the YouTube channel and hit subscribe. Just get it out of the way. Um, so it is sports Wednesday, and this is for the culture. And this is gonna be more for the ladies of the culture, but fellas, y'all, y'all. Y'all, y'all part actually. Y'all are a little included in this, so feel free to listen. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about insurance. We're gonna talk about these kids, but we're gonna talk about um, the decisions to have them and birth them and all of that. And it might be a little timely because I mean, at this point, people ain't gonna really have many decisions to make because the government then told you what you're not gonna do is. So yeah. grab a glass of your favorite. Red, white, rose, sparkling cider, Pinot de Agua, and join us on this here couch, if you will. Yes, your ladies and gentlemen, get comfortable because we about to wine on something that anybody and everybody who has had anything or, it, or everything to do with a child can relate to. And that is having them. <laughs> Just having them in general. But before we get into all that, sis, look, okay, so we did not have, we have not had a sis, what you been up to moment. So let's, let's uh, do it. After we talk about this popping grapes experiences that we about to have, because y'all know October is our, um, save the tata breast care, breast care awareness, well, I mean, breast care. care awareness breast cancer awareness so it's our pink october in honor of that so siobhan what is your pink drink so my pink drink is a 2018 bordeaux rosé by harmony by boys to Myth. Oh, I've been looking for that. So I was surprised I found it in my area. And if y'all, I live in the sticks, y'all. So, <laughs> okay. But I walked into the gas station liquor store because it's like all of this in one thing, Delhi, all of that. Yeah, I live out here. And I walked in, I guess they're celebrating their pink October because when you walk in on the right, it's pink. Mm-hmm. And of course it's rosé, rosé, rosé. And I was like, eh, but... I saw Harmony, and then I saw about Boys to Men. I said, oh, let me support Black. There you go. You know, and this was definitely a conscious, since we, since we for the culture. I didn't even since think about it. Since we for the culture. But it was definitely a conscious thing because they were like $9 more expensive than my next choice. And I really was mm-hmm. like, nope, I'm going to live into it. I'm we we're gonna we're gonna give you the coin, you know. We're we gonna, gonna support get you. No, but I wanted when we was doing in February, we was doing the black brands, and I was looking up and I was like, oh, I want to try that one. Like I had all these ones that I wanted to try. And then my pockets at the time was saying, okay, now come back. <laughs> and then my location was saying, okay, now narrow it down. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> my pockets I could manipulate a little bit, but my location was like, no. So the fact that you have it, I'm like, yay. And I'm excited that I'll get to try it at the wine out. Um, but in honor of pink, save the top time month, I have, I think, uh, Katina Gabrielle, uh, pink Moscato. It's a sweet rosé wine product of Italy. Um and I saw it and was like, hmm, I'll do pink Moscato because I don't really want a rosé, but, you know, most mm. pink is a rosé of some sort. So I was like, yes, Moscato, great, let's go. Y'all know I'm not a Moscato fan for real, for real. So I was like, but if we're going to do it, this is what I'm going to do. So, uh, and as always, it has no description on the back. So, you know, it's, it's a typical time of show one. Um, so, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I wanted to try a white Zinfandel, but um, they didn't have it. Like, it was like bottle, 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 empty row. Bottle, 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 bottle. <laughs> I was like, and of course, the empty row was the white, was the white Zinfandel. Yes. So, <laughs> that's, that's how that happened. That's how that happened. So, let's, let's, okay, ladies and gentlemen. This topic came about like off the seconds ago, kind of. Um, we talked about cuffing season with the episode uh Whining with the Guys series last week or week before last, one of them. Um, last week, yeah. About wine with the guys and talked about cuffing season. And y'all know. So from that conversation. After stop recording, other conversations start. So I was like, okay, well, since we can talk about that, you know? So let's talk about these kids. And when we say these kids, we're talking about like the process of having them. Um, is it some planning? Uh, we want to talk about planning and then we want, and we're going to touch bases, of course, on unplanned because about 95% of us was unplanned. <laughs> I'm going to just be honest. Um, so, and you know, it's things that's going on in our lives that have happened on both sides where there have been, well, for me, there was an unplanned by me and the process of and possibility of even thinking about considering almost kind of sort of maybe having another um, at some point. And with Siobhan not having any biological, that's the thought process that she has had as well. So we said, let's talk about it. Let's 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 grab a glass and let's talk about it. So, Siobhan, what uh let's let's let me let you go first. What is your whole thought process on like the key? Dun, dun, dun. So I have always wanted Sharia. Um, I think that I've said that in this before. If y'all are fellow winers, y'all been on the couch, y'all have sat with us before, y'all know that's nothing new. Um, my issue with the having of the churns is that man part, y'all. Um, <laughs> it's that guy. It's the fact that I can't do it by myself. Okay. Oh. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lean into this real quick. And if y'all haven't seen it, our our we did our bonus this last wine. Two weeks ago, Simpson pick me's. I'm gonna fall into the pick, the pick me, I guess, category real quick when I say this. I'm not like average girl. I'm not your, I'm not like most chicks. And the funny part is, if y'all haven't seen, y'all just just check it out. Just click the link right there. And it's audio, so you can listen to it on your way home. Ooh, it is. That's the audio one. Yeah. It was a rant and rave behind the scenes because our original a true rant and rave, y'all. Yeah, you know. Um. I'm not like most girls, okay? And I don't say that to get guys' attention and like, oh, I'm not like that. But I'm really not. And I think it's because I don't... There's a song that I was listening to when I was driving to Walmart earlier, and it was like, I can't remember who sings it, but it was like, I never tell my heart. That's my song. And that's me. I really don't know how to love people well, right? And I think that that's a byproduct of just my rearing and my growing up in a very cerebral household with two science-minded parents, <laughs> okay? Um, so I've always wanted kids because I've always wanted that love, but it was like my Amanda would, and I've said it before, and I will say it again, true, true, and I miss my grandmother, and her birthday's coming up. Um that she was, I told her, I want five kids like you, Nan. And she was like, okay, what about your husband? I said, my husband? But why? why? Why would I need a husband to do that? And she was like, Siobhan, I said, I mean, I don't, have you looked at the dudes in my generation? Because I'm 12 years old, I've taken a glance, and I am looking at crickets, okay? Nothing. So I've always wanted children, but I don't like to date. I don't like getting to know new people. I'm t I'm team no new friends, y'all. Um, if I don't, if in the first, and, and Michelle can attest to this, if within the first 48 hours of knowing you, we don't have an instant click, 
we probably not going beyond those first 48. <laughs> like, that's going to be the true be first 48. Next time on the first 48. <laughs> New guy. <laughs> if I really don't buy, my best friend and I vibe within 48 hours. She was my best friend in 48 hours. She's been my best friend since... I'm not even gonna date us like that, but it's over a decade, y'all. Like she's been my best friend since college, freshman year, since Ooh. since then. Like, and literally, hey, hey. And we talked about this on the whole but friends thing again. Like that was like our second episode, matter of fact, last year. But the whole kids thing, I've always wanted them. <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. back. I've always wanted children, and I find myself. I always wanted to do it. I was brought up in a nuclear household. I always wanted my children in a nuclear house. Oh, which again, me being the person that I am was always kind of like, I don't really know how that's going to work because I don't really have the desire to get married. But I want my children to grow up the way that I did with like two parents in one house. Like, can I find a dude that's like, we together, like we dating, like we in here, like we not going anywhere, but we not really married because I don't really want to do that. But I just, I want the kids though. Like I, always made stuff more complicated probably than it needs to be but that's just <laughs> that's me i own it i own me okay um so right now i'm looking truly at 35 you know i'm 35 now Woo-hoo. and I ain't, I ain't got no kids i'm tired of raising other people's kids um and it's something about here you know being called mom i won't be called mom i've been called mimi i've been been called miss siobhan I've been called, you know, auntie, and nah, nah, I'd like to be called mom. That'd be nice. And um, so for me, it's more of a plan mm-hmm. situation. I have thought about that whole uh, sperm donor thing, clinic thing. I thought about that at 20, at 24, I looked up that thing. The price tag on that said, that is not for me. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. The price tag on that told me, I looked at the price, for those who don't know, it's like eight to twelve thousand, okay. And the price tag when twenty four year old me saw that because I knew who I was at twenty four. I was like, you know what? I know me. I'm honest. I'm I'm realistic with myself. And I was like, whoo! There's a free option. I'm gonna take that free option. I'm gonna just take the free. I gotta find a friend. I gotta find a dude I trust. But I'm gonna do. No. This, I'm gonna do this on the freeway. I'm gonna do this the freeway, okay? Because because no. We will not do another song episode for everything. <laughs> My best friend says I got musical to rest. I got a song for everything. Y'all know. <laughs> um, so I was just like, okay. So right now as it stands, I have two potential options because I plan to be pregnant next year, y'all. I don't know what that's going to do for the podcast. I'm going to be sitting like Shatan drinking alcoholic-free <laughs> whole lot of water. A whole lot of sparkling sparkling sparkles she's gonna get used to bubbles <laughs> i'm gonna get some bubbly water and some apple cider <laughs> some sparkling grape cider but oh. um so yeah for me personally right now it's about planning so i will say that for all the ladies out there that are plans all the single moms by choice um although i have mixed feelings about that title anyway but yeah, I'm with y'all. I represent for y'all on this here podcast because I get it. I understand when, you know, either who you are or just how life has gone for you has not put you in a position to find French Charming, if you will. And you like, yo, but I still want these kids. I'm doing by myself. And I may be with y'all. <laughs> but again, I made the decision and I've had conversations. I had a deal with my best friend. He's been on here back when we were like in our 20s that if we were 30 with no kids we were just gonna have a kid together he he messed that up because he had his son at like in our 20s so he voided that contract <laughs> but and it's fine so now I, I i'm really looking at you know just looking at my options and i only have two options y'all to do y'all see all the time the other guy y'all don't see that i'm sure everybody will have something to say and I'm going to be like, y'all can say what y'all want to say but i'm pregnant and my baby's coming so oh well like that's this to me so um yeah that's that's where i'm at okay um i am not having any more babies nope unless it would def it would definitely be a miracle baby to the point where that birth control pill gets popped every night okay one for other medical reasons two because i don't want no kids um 
and I was against taking those pills for a long time, but considering they helped my other issues, and now slowly but surely approaching 40. And the son just had a birthday a few weeks ago when y'all see this. Who just turned 17? Yeah. My, I don't think my uterus can hold a baby at this point. Like it's it's retired. Okay. Uh-uh, um <laughs> no for real. I, I think it I think it is to the point of with us speaking about this. I, before I met my husband, would tell people my uterus was broke. I don't know if Siobhan remember. I do. I used to tell people all the time, nah, I can't handle more kids. Like, my uterus is broke. Now, I said it jokingly, but also there was an underlying seriousness to it because I did have PCOS. Well, I do have PCOS and endometriosis. And, and, the cousin, the anamnosis. I got both of those. I got all three of those. So when I said it, I didn't know I had the last two, but I did know I had PCOS. So automatically I had already assumed that my uterus was broke. Even though I know PCOS has to do with the ovaries, like I told them my uterus was broke. <laughs> so when endometriosis and anamnosis came on, I was like, oh, oh. so I was, I was right, it's broke. Um, and I knew something was wrong because I would love to say I was the safest person in the world. But I know 90% of that was the Lord and the other 10% of that was, yeah, it's extremely, extremely hard for you to get pregnant, mm. period. So um, not saying that I was out here like just woo-hooing, like letting it all, you know, oh, busting it open. Right now, no, it wasn't like that. But in the in the situations or relationships I was in, the fact that I didn't even have a scare, mm. like yeah, since my son was born, I haven't even had a pregnancy scare. Like, oh, I might be pregnant. <laughs> like that is that. Like and like I can say that with confidence. Like, mm-mm. nope. So, I had one moment of concern. Yeah, never had that. I haven't had one of those either. I had one moment of time. Because my stuff was so inconsistent, but I knew when it was coming because my body would change. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's just late this time. Oh, okay. Like that, I was just confident, like crazy confident, like stupidly confident, like for real, like realistically, like what? But that's why I say 90% of it with the Lord and the other 10 was just my body saying, girl, please, we did this once. We're not doing this again. Like that, that's what that was. So when I got in, fast forward, uh, when I got, when I got with my husband, he had five. Mm. I had one. Automatically, I knew, see, God, this is why you, you knew this was going to happen. So you set me up for the mindset of, I don't need no, because you're going to put some, you know, that I didn't have to birth. That. All right. And then my baby loving husband goes, he wants to have another one to bring the family together. I was like, our marriage did that, baby. Um, but I had always said, if I had another one, I would have to be married. Mm-hmm. So taking that into consideration, we did try, and that's how we got to the bottom of my health issues and really got like, you know, doctors involved in X, Y, and Z to find out exactly what was going on. Um, So it it was a plan to Mm. have one, but then the Lord here said, (laughs) yeah. And slowly but surely, like slowly, I can't even say surely yet, but slowly I've come to the, okay, I got to have no more. I mean, I'm, I'm real good with not having no more. However, if it happened, I think I would be like, yeah, because Malachi 17. No, I get that. I get that. Huh? And my and my bonus baby, the youngest, is seven. 
So now you talk about like realistically starting old. Wait, over. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I could just have my niece that I could take, you know, pat her, lever up, lay you punk a wonka, and give you back. I don't need. And then, and I thought about, you know, us when we were planning, I thought about like what that will look like for us because we're completely blended. So periodically, very rarely are there moments where, you know, everybody is with their other parents. So we have that free time. And it was like, well, you know, this what this looks like if you get pregnant and have another one. The only free time is if it go to grandma house. Right. Right. Grandma meaning my mama not the other set of grandparents yeah so um it was like you know a lot of thought went into it like what does that look like what does school look like what does work look like what does finances look like what and i think we would have figured it out you know as most of us do because you know we don't really plan for them i do know my husband at one point had planned for for a child before this was before me um but unfortunately it didn't make it or they didn't make it because it was twins um but consequently he we ended up getting what who i call my hip aka my nuisance um uh and let a little girl she'll be 13 soon like in a couple days so well by the time this comes out she'll already be 13 for like two weeks so um but taking all of those things into like thinking about it and putting that into perspective like what that looks like it takes a lot and i commend the people who actually know go oh no we're gonna make a plan like we're gonna make a plan to it won't be a oops i popped up pregnant oops i popped up pregnant again like no so <laughs> um to have that experience is something that i would love to have had but also i think that's something that's a little that i'm kind of glad i didn't have because i'm a little scared i think the whole thing about planning as someone who is a planner and planning is as you said, life comes with its pros and cons anyway. And mm -hmm. whether it's losing a child, whether it's miscarriage, whether it's having twins, and you were only open for one. Because that's the other thing. You could be like, I'm having a baby. And I know, I know twins running my family. I don't know about either one of the, the options that I got on the table as far as fathers, but it could be me being like, I'm going to have a child next year. And the Lord being like, oh, you want a child so bad? Here you go. <laughs> And being like, oh, my Lord. And I had that conversation with my mother as well. And she was like, well, isn't that the best way to have him? I said, not if it's going to be me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I realized. Oh, 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 I was planning for one. Let's not get, like, let's not jump too far off this. Like, if, if twins will be acceptable if it was me and the boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Because we are together, we're in one house. It's the easier thing. Mm -hmm. If it's me and the other option. It's more of a, well, no, because they both with me, like. Uh-oh. Uh yeah, hold on. It's okay. Y'all, this thing here, this thing. But technology be technology. Yes, I said technology. Um, yeah, but that's a lot. Uh, give me one second. Mm -hmm. We won't come back. <laughs> Okay, Lord knows I hate having to edit. Anyway, so yeah, my whole thing about twins with the other option is that I mean, it's just gonna be me in the house with them <laughs> most of the time because we're not gonna be in the same city. We aren't gonna be in the same state. Like we know this outright. So, uh, -uh. but the thing about life anyway is again, you can plan for so much, but there's so much that you can't plan for. I mean, people didn't plan for COVID, and we made. Like you, period. Losing uh, a job, getting a job, laid right. off. Let's see, and it, like I said, life do life things. Like people, you you don't plan for things, but the child, prayerfully uh, not, but the child can come out. They have some type of you know handicap or right. mental disorder. Um, that's not those aren't things that people plan for, but they do happen. So mm -hmm. taking things like that into um, 
you know, and thinking about things like that as you're going through that process of planning, if that's even a possibility, you do everything you can to avoid things and the risk and all of that, but life be life in. Yeah, I remember having a conversation with my mother when I was younger and I was just like, well, how'd you know you were ready for a kid? And she was like, I mean, you're never really ready. You mm-hmm. kind of just get to the point where you're like, all right, let's do it. Let's let's go yeah. for a shot. Because you don't know what you're going to get. You don't even know if you're going to get a boy or a girl. At the very basic level, you don't even know the gender of your child. Um, You can't go to the store and pick this up. So if you can't pick a gender, you can't pick mental fortitude you can't pick emotional reactions you you really don't know what you're getting you are truly playing Russian roulette when you decide to have a child if you decide to have a child I mean decide as a woman for the point of yes you can decide to give well you could at one point decide to keep or not um but there are many to to the point made earlier that are just not planned so whether you're planning to have a child or it's just one of those things that happens to come up is a pregnancy, there's still only so much in life you can plan for. So it's really just going into there mentally prepared. And I guess it's a matter of, do you have decades worth of thought planning like me? Or is it a matter of, you know, you 23 or you're 16 even, or you're 19 and- or you're 20 and it's like, hey. And the doctor tells you you're pregnant and you're six months. Hmm? And you just had your menstrual cycle a week ago. Hmm? <laughs> that's life. <laughs> that, that's, that's real life. But, that, but that's the other thing, right? <laughs> and that's one of those, you have a week, you have two hours to get prepared. You know what I mean? Like, so. I was so unprepared. Let me tell y'all. This, <laughs> this here me, right? I had always said, first of all, I ain't really want no kids. If I had any kids, it would be just one. Just one. Just one. And it would be my husband. So we can share that responsibility. Yeah, didn't, didn't do that right. And the Lord here has said, hey, there <laughs> you go. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't even know how to change a diaper. <laughs> Like, I didn't know how to change a diaper until my son got here. So I was born on the 11th. I learned how to change a diaper on the 11th of 2005. <laughs> That's how unprepared <laughs> and in denial I was. Who hmm. went? What? Sonogram, lady showing heartbeat. I'm like, oh, it's something in there. <laughs> Lord. And me over here, I learned how to change a diaper when I was seven. <laughs> or my cousin, who is now a grown man with a daughter of his own and a whole wife. And um, hey Jared, and I <laughs> and I used to plow him about that. I still love that. that's that's my hobby right there. Um but Isha and was like, Isha. <laughs> change a paper. She laughed at me. So, y'all, my stomach went from being as flat as a board because I was skinty with a big butt. Flat as a board to look like somebody took a basketball just like, swoop, put it up under his shirt. My cousin was like, you're not pregnant. Got pulled my shirt back because I had on a big t-shirt. She said, what's that? <laughs> like, that's, like, that's how, that's how, like, Huh? What you have mean? Somebody gonna call me mommy? Why would you do that? Do you know how irresponsible I am? Like I told my I'm not even old enough to drink. <laughs> like that's yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess for me, I think it's I think being and I I so I understand I empathize with guys. Um and again I'm not I don't know. Throw me, throw the pick me label on me again for this one. Because they don't really choose. They choose to lay down. So they do need to take that responsibility. Period. But but it's also a matter of, but you don't really choose to have kids. Mm-hmm. That's not your choice of whether the ch- child is, is, is brought to term or not. Um, 
And a lot of stuff, like me, I've constantly, as I've gotten older and more, of course, it's less and less likely to find a unicorn like myself with no children. So, you know, if you date and you take in somebody, we had this whole conversation about dating kids. Yes, check that out. Um, taking on someone with children the same way that I did a boyfriend, the same way that I did the other option. And um, a couple, you know, like, you know that you take these kids on when you, when you take that on. The level or extent to which can vary. This has been the most I've been involved because the kids live in the house where I live and so. Um, but I think for me, it got to, it's gotten to the point where time to raise everybody else's kids, man. Like if I'm going to get the responsibility and live into it, because that's just who I am. I am a nurturer. We are, I'm a true Cancerian. Cancerians, we are nurturers. We are also moody. We will also cut you out. We also don't want you all that, but we are nurturers when we tap into that. And as that, I'm really just tried, tired of nurturing everybody else and not getting my own just dues. And I've seen that in relationships that I've been in where I'm like a giver, giver, giver. And then I get resentful if I'm not getting that same energy. So with me, when it comes to the children, why I, I know that kids are ungrateful. Like we've all been kids. If you're an adult, you were a child, be honest, you were ungrateful. There were some things you were ungrateful about. It is what it is. But you look at your parent after a certain age and go, I get it. Whether you have kids or you don't, right. you go, yo, with maturity, I understand, I appreciate. With someone else's kids, and I speak this as someone who is a de facto stepmother, even though we are not, I'm not actually, but I, I live in that world, though I am not by law. I don't know. And, and I know that he, the boyfriend is constantly saying, they'll get it when they're older. They'll get it when they're older. Maybe. Maybe. I would like to hope that, but that's not a guarantee. They really may not. And the way that the world puts, the way, the way that the world talks about women raising kids anyway, they may not. If I were a guy, potentially, just because the world still goes, oh my God, yeah, to men who step in and take care of children that aren't theirs. But still as a woman, there's like this expectation socially that you're just going to take care of everybody's kids, whether they're yours or not anyway. So to an, ex to an extent, I'm like, they might, they might not. Because they might go, well, Miss Siobhan did all this stuff for me. And the world will tell them, I mean, but yeah, she's a chick. That's what she's supposed to do. Like, and then it, you're even less going to appreciate what I did because of my gender. You just feel like I was entitled. You were entitled to the love, care, and nurture that I gave you, which even was more than what your own mother did, quite frankly. Yeah, um, and that's, I think that's something that um, step-parents, depending on, like you said, where they are and how that relationship goes, is played. But it also depends on the child. It also depends on the values that's installed. And we do have to sometimes face the fact that we can install uh, the good things. We can teach the great things. We can teach them right from wrong. We can show them the right way, give them like, have all this. They can have all the support in the world and they can still turn out to be shitty ass people. Mm -hmm. So, and, and as a parent in general, not just as that parent, as something that I think all parents kind of think about, you know, um, like that's why sometimes like when the news will be like, oh, well, where were their parents posts? How do you not know? Everybody doesn't have certain levels of trauma to make them out to be that way. You know, some people just choose to be that way. You know? Or just are that way. I mean, psychologically, just just truly the same way that you have people that are just born autistic, you have people that are just born missing that there are connections that are not made. Yeah, you have people that are born without a conscience. You have people that are like legit. Yeah. Like, oh, I watch like murder shows and stuff all the time where they do like full cat scans and sonograms and it's a mix of nature and nurture. Yeah, it's a mix of the two. And that's why I, I could never be one more for the other when I would be asked that question. Oh, do you believe in nature or nurture? And I'm like, I have to go 50-50. I have to be in the middle because one, being raised in a blended family, so so to speak. Um, but 
in the same retrospect, being raised in a somewhat nuclear family, so to speak. And then just looking at the differences between me and my sisters and brothers. And I'm like, we was all raised the same. How is your logic this? How, okay, and my logic is this. Yeah, it's just a lot of nature so versus nature. It's, yeah, it's a lot of self-interpretation. It's a lot of whatever's going on in your own mind. So we have to be aware of that. And But that is something that as parents we think about. Um, and that's something that when you're planning, you you think, when you are, and I think for me, some, now that I'm speaking about it, I think God did good with me. I'm not going to speak for everybody else. With me the way that he did it because I am an overthinker I am someone who over processes things and I have to pull myself back like consciously like pull myself back at a younger age I didn't recognize that um because I wasn't emotionally you know mature enough to recognize that then but you know 1920 don't think about that so <laughs> my over processing self had I thought about having one, like planning for one, I would have drove myself crazy. Mm -hmm. I legit would have drove myself crazy to the point where there's no telling what may or may not have happened, you know, during that time. So I think for me, the unexpected is a good thing. I I'm, think for me, this is the most patient I've been in, like waiting for the sign or for the plan the time mm -hmm. and the time but i also realized that i'm hard i feel bad at planning this and planning as a and i'm i'm really gonna say this planning this and planning as a to be a single mom by choice or what have you my one my, my one of my concerns is the health of the child because again just never really know i don't really care about the gender that you just never know the other big thing is I feel a mixture of selfishness mm -hmm. because, and it's funny to me because there was a time, there were like, there have been times over the course of my life, I'm like, I don't really want kids because I was like doing too much or just, I just not the time. And I, I remember seeing a lot of stuff where women who said they, they didn't want children were called selfish. And I was like, ow. Um, but it's like me, I feel a selfish moment because I feel a bit of selfishness because I'm literally bringing kids into a world and I know it's not, it's just not, it's not, okay? It's just not. Um, never really has been, but it's certainly not. So that's that. The other part is I'm not bringing you into what I would have wanted, but unfortunately you're going to be born of a mother who probably wasn't going to be able to give you that necessarily anyway. In that, while I would have loved to give you a nuclear family, young, young, young girl, young male child, um, that would have required me to date. That would have required me to be emotionally open and available on certain levels. That would have required me to have settled in ways that I wasn't willing to, like at the times that I would have had to settle to do that. Because it's not for lack of proposal. It's not for lack of male interest. It's not for lack of any of that that I have not yet brought a child into a nuclear family. Because I could have been married like back in my 20s. I didn't want that. And I didn't want it with the people that were offering it to me. Um, so I feel a pin of guilt because there's the, there's the potential, there's a chance that I will not bring my child into the nuclear family that I had with the two parents and one house and all of that. There's that potential. The one thing, and this is, I guess, the pros and cons of life that I am trying and has been the biggest thing to me to have a child has been making sure that my daughter, if I have, because you can't, again, say it again, cannot pick gender, guys, can't pick gender. If I have a daughter that her relationship with her father is much better than mine was, that they have one, that is healthy, that is nurturing, that is encouraging. I want to, if I cannot, I think we all, I think as I think any parent wants your child to have better than you do. What sucks is that you also realize in certain areas, you may have to lose this to get this. And that's just life. Mm -hmm. And while my kid may have to lose the nuclear, I'm cool with you losing the nuclear if you get 
if you get the better father, truly, because and it and I've because I've also seen as asinine as this is married single mothers. Yes. So again, just because dude is in the house does not mean he's active or a parent or involved or any of that. So like I could give you nuclear, but if that's the nuclear, which I would hope not, but if that's the nuclear I ended up giving you, how did I better you versus we're not together, your father and I, but we we decided, we agreed on this co-parenting thing before you were here. We had real conversations before you got here. When you got here, we made an agreement. We, we've worked within that from the beginning to where you've always had stability, even if separate. And that's the same with a lot of relationships. You shouldn't, and I know a lot of people don't do long distance and I can understand that for various reasons, but if your dude takes a trip for a business or takes a business trip for a month to Dubai, you, your whole relationship, whether y'all are together or married should not fall because he's out of whatever for a month. Like there has to be a stability set. There has to be a foundation set. And while I would have loved to give my child all of, you know, the nuclear and the stuff, I just don't have it in me to be who I'm not either as a woman and who I am and as a partner and being all you know people tell me I'm hard to love and I don't I don't disagree with that so my bigger thing than giving the nuclear at this point is that my child has a father that wants her and I have to say that that way because I'm not concerned if I have a boy most dudes stick around for their sons my biggest concern is I'm not saying all of them but <laughs> I'm definitely not saying all of them. But if we were to do the stats, I, it's you would probably find that more guys walk out on their daughters than their sons. And I just, I, I don't, whether it's because they do the, oh, well, she got a mom and, you know, I can't teach a girl. All of that stuff that people say and do, I would rather just for me, make sure that my daughter has what I didn't. And that's what I didn't. That's what I would have wanted that's what I want for my child more than anything. And I think as parents, we kind of have to, as parents, whether whether they're your kids, whether they're a stepkid, whether they're a foster kid, whether they're a adopted kid, if you're an actual good parent, and I'm talking about the trash fosters and all that other stuff, you want better than you had for your kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Even when they only call you or text you, will say something when they need some money. Oh, we're not talking about me. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, and, and that's true. We, um, all in all, y'all, women, children is a whole different lifestyle in itself. And we know this. Yeah. Okay. Man. We know this. Um, but they are in some crazy way a joy um before we wrap this up quick story today i came out the bathroom i washed my hands and i had a thought because y'all know how my brain works it just be going right right it just be like so (laughs) and my children were in the room well two of them the older two so i asked my bio kid my halfway grown man, who I still call man man. Yes, like he five. Um, if you could describe your mother in one word, what would it be? Now, of course, my nuisance, aka my hip, was in there. And she goes, Ooh, can I do to it? Can I can I participate too? I was like, okay. And she was like, so like you want like you my mom or like my mom like the one that carried me i was like it's up to you 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 can do both you can do one i don't care (laughs) so she goes black i was like what malachi goes yep you are a black mama (laughs) i was like 
explain. And they were like, and he goes, I mean, you're loving, but you're aggressive. I said, so you saying that black mamas are loving and aggressive? He was like, yes. Sometimes I said, there are white mamas that are loving and aggressive. He said, no. They'd be like, oh, little Timmy. These are his exact words. No, little Timmy. Don't do that. Oh, little Timmy. Like, and, Jay, and, and Jayla's like, yeah. They'd be like, no, Bob. No, you can't go over there. Come back with mom. Black mamas be like, give a <laughs> But they play with you. And I was like, mm-hmm. So your description of me is black. I said, okay, is there another word that you would use to describe me? So now the other two are in the room. Baby girl goes, gorgeous. My stepmommy is gorgeous. I was like, oh shit, I like that. I need to, come on, throw some more words. She wants some. You know, I was like, oh shit, man. She wanted your punishment. That's what that was. I was like, oh, I like, God. but however, keep talking like this. You might, you might, it might work. You might get, you might get out. So she's like, gorgeous. My middle son goes clean. Okay. So my OGK turned this turn back around and says, what did he say? Something like thoughtful or something like that. And and what Jayla said something and she, it was just, it was so Jayla. But I was like, I got like clean, gorgeous, thoughtful, and whatever <laughs> the little nuisance of my said. And was I was like, okay. And what made me think about it was the fact that I was thinking about um someone who I watch on YouTube, their family member just passed. So I was thinking about like, what would they say about me at my funeral? How would I be remembered by my children? So because I didn't want to bring death into it. Right, yeah, yeah. I formulated the question that way. Um, I wasn't upset with the answers, but when my middle son said clean, I was like, Okay. Okay. I, 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 okay. So I'm saying like little things like that. And I wish I could remember what they have to say. I really do. Cause it was like, really, um, that it's moments like that, that, you know, that happen and you go, you got a little kid, you got a little kid, you know? Um, so those are the things that when you're planning, while you think about all the other stuff, if you are planning to have a child, think about that too. Like while all that stuff is heavy, also think about the joy, the pure joy that will come. Also think about the unconditional love. I will tell anyone, I won't say you don't know love because you know your parents if you those of us who have good relationships if you know your parents you know love but you don't know love until you have a child and you're there you know like and you care like if you just care you have a child and you care so you're care enough to be there then that you recognize oh so this is what love is you know when you gotta yell you gotta and then Two seconds later, it's that purity in and out. I can't do anything but hug you, but you make me sick, but I don't want to let you go. That type of thing. I have it all the time, especially with this boy. <sighs> like, I told my mother yesterday, I'm not, I'm not even 40 yet. What are you doing almost being grown? What's this? That's stupid. But I think that's for, and I think any kid that had a good parent feels that way. Like, my mom... And it's only because my weight now, and she lost weight, but I would cuddle up on my mother at 25. I would go home, and if she was sitting on the couch, I'd literally sit on her lap and get right. And she would be like, Siobhan, why? And I'm like, listen, listen, mm -mm, mm -mm. just take it. Mommy, hello, mommy. Sometimes I just, I, I, I needed a clingy moment. 
then I can't lay on my grandmother because she was too slipping fragile. So I laid on my money. Um, yeah, I've had great moments with pretty much all the kids that I've had a hand in raising. Um, and it's I, I will say you don't have to give birth to have that experience. Right, right. I know that I have not seen, and I will love this, I will love this kid till he dies. Or I go before him. I should go before. Him. I have known this little boy since he was two, about to be three years old. And there have been gaps when I did not see him. And he will, he can he knows Mac from the back to the front, the top to the bottom. He knows me. I did not see him three years. And this is in kids. Like the last thing I saw him when he was five. And then when I moved in 2012, he was like eight. And I was sitting with my back to the door. And my boy walked in the door. I didn't even look, didn't turn around, didn't anything. Door opens, you heard ding ding. He opened the door. <gasps> And I turned around and I said, oh, my face. And he didn't, I hadn't seen him in three years. Now, I haven't really changed much. But, you know, kids are around a lot of people. He grew. Mm -hmm. COVID happened, didn't see him for another three, three years. By the time I saw him again last year, he was, I want to say 16. Hadn't seen him since he was like 12 or 13. Um, 12 turning 13. I think I saw him again. He was 15 or 16. And... I came in the door and this boy came around the corner. And first of all, the last time I saw him, we was, we was a height. Okay. We was here. We were out of eye level. I'm five, three. He was maybe five foot three, five, four. I come in three years later, this dude is six foot six. Okay. All right. So when he came around the corner, I said, oh, Hey, oh my God, Mac. Voice up. Voice up change. Listen, voice up deep, looking like a grown man. Just, hey, Mac. Gotta bend down. I'm like, bend down and give me them kick boy. Like, that, I saw him Sunday. And every time I see him, I saw him and he came out of out of church and he gave me a hug. Hey, Mac. And I said, hey, I love you so much. He's like, I love you too. That's been my kid. Like, that's been my homie for pretty much most of his life because he's a good he's a he's a good it's been 14 years now and then he's like 16 or 17 at this point yeah that's why when you start talking about your uh how long you know your best friend i was like wait malachi was how old Ooh. yeah yeah when i met my best friend he wasn't even here yet um Mm. but he and so you don't have to have children i will say this to all my fellows in my boat you don't have to have children to have that understanding or have that love but it is different it is than when it's your own and and part of it really may not i think part of it is a mix it's the kid and it's you it's both sides look at it differently Mm -hmm. the exception the exception that i've experienced with that was my was my son was my godson and I think it's because I, I've been there since day one, A1. I was in there picking him up every weekend. We was with Mimi Friday through Sunday. He, he didn't know any different. It was like, that's mommy, that's Mimi. We on we were on the same level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't seen that boy in like five, six years. So he's a whole teen, 14, I think now. Like, these teenagers, these teenagers. Girl. Um... But I will say that to me, that was the exception because I looked at him as my son. I called him my son. He was my son. There was no difference. There was no, oh, that's my friend's son. No, that little boy was my son to the point where people who knew me, like our our first, like Alexis, when I would put on Facebook back when I had it, Shavon was pregnant. Like I hear from the grapevine that Alexis been asking if you were pregnant. I think she's confused about, I said, oh. Yeah, because I don't remember her being pregnant. She got a son because he was my son. That was it. It wasn't, that's my godson. That was my son. And I left it there. And that's how I looked at him. And he was probably, he's been the only kid that I've looked at that way. And I think the love was the same. Like he saw Mimi and Mimi was Mimi. Mimi and mommy were on the same level. Like it wasn't, it, it was, there wasn't really a difference. No, and, and that's true. Um, that's true. And because, that baby boy of mine, that's, that's, my, that's my man. But I think that too, and to the point of age, I swear we're going to wrap this up, y'all. But you know, we get talking about kids. But I think that's part of when it comes to what age did you come in? I came into my godson when he was literally born, like 
he was born. Two weeks later, I was home on spring break. And here I get, here you go. And I'm like, oh, all 20, 20 year old me was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, how you doing? <laughs> okay, my son is the first little kid that I've ever called an asshole to his face. Cause he was like three months old and L called me. My best friend called me and I was like, Oh, you want to see the phone? He like reached for the phone, looked at my phone, held it. and was like, hang up. I was like, you asshole. <laughs> I don't think I was like, of all the buttons that are on this phone, you looked, you looked for the hang up. I don't believe that you did. You looked, you looked for the hang up. Parker Walker will look at the phone and she will talk to you. And then when she's done, okay, button. Rio, Rio. But he was, but what killed me was this boy wasn't even a year yet. He oh. wasn't even a year yet. He held his phone and looked at it like, oh, or when, especially these kids nowadays, when they look at it, it like, because they know FaceTime. If it's not on FaceTime, Rio be like, oh, I can't see nothing. Click. It's, no. That patience, It's so rude. It's so rude. Just rude. But, but I you. think age is age plays a part. And I think yeah. that's part of the reason that face and I will always connect because I came around when he was two. I think the reason that the littlest one in here and I have probably will, will be good for a while because I came around, he was two. It's easier the younger you come in. Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> There's always exceptions to everyone. There's definitely always exceptions. But I think in my experience from Faith, from my Puda, and from my monkey, that I came in in all those kids' lives either age two or under. Three or under. Three or under. And they, they don't know anything but Mimi, Mac, and Miss Siobhan. That's, that's it. So. Oh, I understand. I understand. There's always exceptions too. It was always an exception to the point that when, when Sun Sun came about, I was like, oh, so it's not me. Okay. Because <laughs> I was questioning myself for a minute. I was like, no, nah, I know good will. Oh, it's not me. Okay, I can calm down. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, overall, we're just saying, whether you're planning a child or one comes up unexpectedly, um, embrace it. If you're planning a child, try not to. We want you to think it through, absolutely. But don't overthink it. If you're going to do it by yourself, if you're planning and you're planning to do it by yourself, um, enjoy the process. That's, that's the one thing that I've had to keep telling myself. And if you've done it and you are going into this logically, you're actually in a, in a good position. I won't say better or worse. I would just say you're in a good position because I think and I say this as someone who's watched a lot of single mothers over the years and people who have like, oops, bad pregnancy, I got to figure this out. You get to go in this, especially into the older mothers, whether it's an oops or not. I, I would hope that if you, you, that you are like more stable the older you are. But if you're planning, half of what throws off a lot of people, men and women, families, is that they're financially not ready. If you have made the decision to do this on your own, then I would just hope that you've planned financially as best as best you can. Because again, you can. life's gonna happen. That that's not as much of an issue. That you have gone to it, you have gone into it thinking logically. Because whether you are going to do this on the freeway like me, or you gonna go spend eight to twelve G's, um, you know the investment. That yeah, listen, you about to make it rain in the clinic. You have, you know that you are going into this logically. You're not going into this. Yes, there's emotion because you want to be that mother, but you are also going into this with a high level of logic, especially if you really going to let somebody poke prayer and syringe up your uterus and your cervix. More power to you as someone who's had 10 IUDs. I don't, I just don't work, wish that on anybody. Someone who has had cramps. Look. Listen, I don't recommend, <laughs> that's a, oh, oh, God. But you are in a good position to do so. So if you are planning, know that financially you should be in a good place. Make sure you have your support system together. Breathe through it. 
enjoy it. Enjoy the process. Fuck what anybody's got to say. And I'm going to say it straight like that. That's a naysayer to your process because you're going to have them, whether you did this the traditional way, whether or the oops, I did it again. The, the oops way, the oops, I did it again. The plan, it's going to be naysayers no matter which way you go. So just enjoy the process. If you're planning, truly enjoy, enjoy the process, man. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we will say cheers to that. So on this lengthy episode of Having Babies, <laughs> as we conclude, Siobhan, what's your rating on your popping grapes with boys to men, Harmony? Okay, so I have a little something on the back. While while touring, we discovered Chateau Auguste, a truly incredible wine. Here, the vines are played music twice a day. This practice called genodix, interesting, is based on the science that music boosts the natural immunity of the vines and helps create an authentic wine without additives or pesticides. It is twelve percent alcohol by volume, imported by some people out of Tennessee, but it comes from France. Okay. Which doesn't surprise me, it's a Bordeaux. I'm not a fan. It's got like a grapefruity taste to it. At it to to me, um, it's a flat rose because it's a Bordeaux. But I don't like it's really not doing anything for me. Like I I would give this a two. Oh. I would love to love it more. It's a very pretty color. The bottle is it's quite nice. I like the little simple H. It's it's cute. But the taste on this, like to me, is it's a dry, it's probably like a medium light, a medium body. It's just not, it's 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 crisp with a bite, but it's the grapefruit to me that I'm I feel like I'm tasting. It's either that or floral. Like, and it could be both. I, cause I, again, I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't, okay. but the smell was nice, but the taste to me was just like, I don't. Now, I also think this would have been better chilled longer. Like, this might make a really nice frozen something or really, really cold something. Cause when I first drank it, I was like, oh, I wish this were colder. So the warmer this gets is a nah. And to be honest, rose is supposed to be cold. Like, you're not really. Let's, you're not supposed to do that. It's not supposed to be room temperature. And like, yeah, the longer it's been here, the worse it's gotten. So I'm gonna have to give it a two. Well, all right for the two. Um. So for this pink Moscato, it tastes like a pink Moscato. Um, I will say the smell though. The smell of this is pretty. Like it smells pretty, it smells light, it smells like it should be a candle. So Gabrielle. Gabrielle. Yeah, Gabrielle, um, you might want to think about making this smell a candle. If you haven't already, I don't know. But it smells great. It does have the bubbles. Um it's sweet, but it's a pink Moscato is what I expected. It's a dessert wine. Um, I am going to go drink some water after this. Probably finish out the rest of my gallon because I'm almost done it. Finished it. Done it. I'm almost finished it. <laughs> um, but so my rating for this um, is going to be a three um, because I, I'm not a big fan of Moscato. Um, however, this was to me, this was, you know, if you go into a party and you know so everybody drinks Moscato, mm-hmm. this would be just a different Moscato to bring that'll have people asking the question, oh, what's this? Because they're not familiar with the bottle. Gotcha. So, um, you know, if you just want to look like, you know, ooh, I didn't bring Sutter home, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just being honest, cause you know, or barefoot, cause that's like, or barefoot, or what is it, the roscada, roscada, mm, yeah. Rascata. Like, yeah. if you don't want to bring that, grab Gabrielle. It tastes the same. It tastes like a pink roscada, 
and you get a nice talk piece. Like, you look like, oh, no, this is, you could be like, oh, no, this is Italian. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's Gabriella. Like, you know what I'm saying? You put a little oomph into it. But it was, it wasn't bad. Um, I feel like, yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, I don't, I don't have any complaints about it. I, I, it's not anything outstanding to me. It just tastes like a pink moscato, which I'm actually relieved about because I was like, this tastes nasty. I'm gonna be mad. I mean, middle of the road is better than disgusting. Period. <laughs> okay. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this brings us to the conclusion of another wonderful episode of A Little Something to Write About with your hostesses. Of the most Taya Michelle. And Siobhan Camille. Lord Jesus. Amen. Oh, goodness. Be sure to join us next week for more laughs, more fun, and of course, more wine. And we go live on the last Monday. Monday. We go live on the last Saturday. That's it. Saturday. Saturday of the month. At 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to join us live on Instagram and uh, YouTube. We can be sure to follow us at a little something. The number two. Wine about. Don't forget to hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and that notification bell. And remember, as always, there's nothing wrong with a little wine. Or a lot. Or a lot. <laughs> Thank you for whining with us on this episode of A Little Something to Wine About. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to join us live the last Saturday of every month on YouTube or Instagram. And we'll see you next Wednesday for more fun, more laughs, and of course, more wine.